Welcome to the Jenny Carlson Show. This week, we are going to talk thunder. We are going to talk about the Western Conference. We are going to talk about the NBA, and that's because, my friends, the NBA season is getting going. What a great time of the year. But before we get to that, I want to say a quick word of thanks to these great sponsors for supporting the Jenny Carlson Show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Laser Light Skin Clinic, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Fire Lake Golf and Fire Lake Arena. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Now, if we're going to talk Thunder and we're going to talk NBA, nobody better to join me than my sellout crowd cohort, John Ham. John, how are you? Uh, Jenny, it is my Christmas. Uh, with all due respects to that time of the year, this is the most wonderful time of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at Thunder practice uh, before they left on Tuesday, and there was kind of a giddiness in the air, and not Josh giddiness, just <laughs> plain giddiness, first day of school type of giddiness. I think a lot of people who love the NBA feel the same way, John. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I have done is kind of taken just, you know, taken the temperature of a few fans. Uh, I've got something on Sellout Crowd where I talk to a few fans to talk about expectations. Uh, I've got uh, the big friendly show with John Hamm is dropping with Jay Smith from Down to Dunk, where we also talk about that. And it's a, a lot of people are finding it very hard to, like, keep it in check right now. Well, let's not keep it in check. Let's be excited. Um, before <laughs> we get it. to the Thunder, though, <laughs> before we get to the Thunder, though, um, obviously this offseason saw a lot of superstar movement, uh, trade demands. Some of those superstars landed where they wanted. Some did not. Um, kind of big picture us to start out with, John. What is any of this signal about the league, where it is and where it might be going? Yeah, you know, it, there was a lot of discourse, you know, again, because Damian Lillard didn't get get to go to uh, Miami and he wound up in Milwaukee, which might have been a better location for him. Right. Um, and so we we keep having these discussions about player empowerment, but it's really superstar empowerment. And, you know, superstars have a way of throwing their weight around and winding up where they want to go most of the time, not all the time. It's not a new thing. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in the 70s went to Milwaukee, went to the Bucks management and said, I want to go to Los Angeles or New York or I believe Washington, D.C. at the time, um, wound up in L.A. And that's kind of how these things tend to work. So um, but every situation is a little bit different. You know, James Harden doesn't have a whole lot of weight to throw around right now like he used to. Can't really just magic his way to his next location. And um but, you know, I, I honestly think it's just sort of a continuing trend that if you have a superstar that is in the prime of his career that still, you know, carries a, a, a pretty big mallet with them, they can usually wind up where they want to go. If not, they wind up at a pretty good spot, not towards the bottom of the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Lillard-Giannis uh, matchup works. Uh, we'll get a look at that uh, moving forward. Lots of eyes on Milwaukee, but lots of eyes around here, obviously, John, like you referenced before, expectations among Thunder fans, uh, people who cover this team, people who are a part of this team, um, just really feeling like this is a team on the rise. I'm curious, though, from your perspective, what what are your expectations? What do you think is realistic for this bunch um, sort of now in uh, what are we year four of the rebuild? I've gone back and forth quite a bit 
I can see, I can see the case that it's a young team, um, that they're a year away. Then I watched them play last season. And granted, there was some context there. There was, this was pointed out by one of my guests, Gideon Hamilton from the, the sports animal on my show that you know, the Thunder missed a, a lot of superstars on opposing teams throughout the season. That's a factor. Um, yeah. But still, just when you look at how this team plays, how they're constructed, how well they did last season without Chet Holmgren, and now they're adding Chet Holmgren and they're adding in more experienced Josh Giddy, more experienced Jalen Williams. It, you know, I just decided to just sort of just plant my flag on 46 wins. And that's sort of kind of where I'm thinking right now. That feels like it's kind of in the middle. They, they could certainly exceed that. They could certainly fall below that. They could fall below that and still like improve as a team. And so um, that's kind yeah. of where I've landed. And, and I think generally you talk to a lot of, you know, uh, reasoned, uh, analysts out there, then that's about the range they're thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Vegas gets in on the act this time of year too, says they, they believe the thunder is going to win 20 or I'm sorry, 43 and a half, the twenties. That was a few years ago, 43 <laughs> and a half, 44 and a half is kind of in the ballpark of what most of the Vegas, uh, prognosticators say, but you know, 45, 45, win, 45 wins that would have put the thunder safely in the playoffs a year ago. But 43 um, is stuck in, you you sneak in at seventh, but you it's start to see just how fine a line things are in the West because wins are so, so tough in the West. Is yeah. How does that factor into everything, John, when you look at the conference that the Thunder finds itself in? Yeah, I mean, the West has been a bear for a long time. Um, and, you know, somehow the Thunder, especially during the, you know, Durant, Westbrook and Paul George years always, you know, found themselves very competitive uh, in that group. And it's going to be no different this year. Now, again, it's the start of the season. Everything is bright and shiny. And uh, uh, Charles Barkley has said that, you know, the bad teams don't know they're bad yet. And so we're going to find out, you know, eventually yeah. there's going to be there, there's a few that we can identify right now. There's bound to be some teams that have injuries that cause them to sink in the standings. There's going to be some that just don't come together like we're thinking. Um, I, I think the one thing you can look at Oklahoma City, you can look at the continuity. The fact that these guys have been together, building together for a few years. I don't know how many wins that is worth, but it helps when you're in a competitive conference like this where maybe some teams are kind of thrown together. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to look at some of the, the, the preseason prognostications out there at, you know, just how many games these West teams were going to be able to win. And the, the East teams at the top, whether you're talking about the Bucks or the Celtics or whoever, they always have more wins than even the Nuggets, who I think most people agree is the, is the best team going into the year. But, yeah. you know, you even look at that opening night, the, the soft opening night for the NBA, the Tuesday night games, it was all West. All, all four teams were the Nuggets, Lakers, and obviously the Suns and the Warriors. Um, and I think a lot of teams or a lot of people are looking at those four teams and thinking they're going to finish at the top of the West. Do you see those being the top four teams in the West, those four teams getting the home court advantage heading into the playoffs? I hesitate with Golden State and the Lakers simply because those are older teams that have been there, done that. They know they don't have to hit the gas throughout the entire season. You know, the Warriors last year, you know, let Gold, uh, let Sacramento just go have a breakout season and then took them out in the playoffs, right? So yeah. that 
you know, you kind of have to separate where they're going to finish in the regular season and what kind of a playoff team are they going to be. So um, I, I I wouldn't quite put Golden State Lakers in like, you know, somewhere in that top four. I think it's going to be a couple of other teams. But come playoff time, you don't want to face either one of those teams. And, you know, they've proven that consistently over no. the past few years. So if those aren't your top four in the West, John, who else do you have sneaking in to maybe take those two spots that the Lakers and the Warriors may not occupy? Yeah, that's uh, it, it becomes a bit of a grab bag. Uh, I can make the case for for several teams you know, potentially being up there. Obviously, you know, if Sacramento, if that was not a one-year flash in the pan for them, and there's reason to think that it wasn't, Sabonis and, and De'Aaron Fox are relatively young. Keegan Murray uh, is going to improve in his second year. I think reason reasonable to expect that. Sacramento could find themselves back up there. Uh, New Orleans was trending very well in the right direction last season until injuries hit, uh, particularly with Zion, but also with Brandon Ingram. Um the Clippers are also like a hypothetical team that just can't quite put it together, but you know, maybe they're going to be encouraged to do so. So there's, there's a number of teams I think that could compete for those spots. And I talked to some Thunder fans that think the Thunder are going to be it, you know, squarely in those top four. I can't quite go there yet. Um, but you know, it, it would take a yeah. lot for that to, to break in that direction and happen. But there's some of these other teams that I think could compete themselves into one of those spots. And again, find themselves in a, in a really tough matchup in round one. You know, you, you list off all those teams that could potentially jump up there. And then, you know, there's like you say, the thunder, the Grizzlies. I mean, there's a lot of teams that yeah. you think have potential, obviously the jaw situation in Memphis is going to be interesting, but um, with all those teams that are potential playoff quality teams, what's in your mind, John, what's sort of a reasonable ceiling for the thunder? What would be about as high as you would think they could actually finish in this really difficult West? You know, if if we go with 46 wins, if it's 45 or 46, um, that would probably put them again, maybe, you know, maybe five or six, potentially seven. Maybe they have to, you know, get into the play in to try to secure a playoff spot. Um, that's always kind of felt like a reasonable outcome based on where this team is trending. So that's what I've been looking at. Now, mm -hmm. again, we're talking about regular season finish. Uh, playoff experience is a whole other thing. And we saw this with the first generation of OKC where they had to, you know, play their way through the playoffs to advance. Um, and so even if this team makes the playoffs, gets a, you know, gets a good seed, I, I think playoff basketball is going to be a, a different thing. And, and we might need to hold off on those expectations, like deep playoff runs for just a little bit longer. Yeah, let's 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 have them get to the playoffs first before we start talking about the expectations for the playoffs. <laughs> yes, yes, and I've seen again. Some people are, are are starting to to think big picture here, and uh, again, Sam Presti has pointed out many times they did not finish five hundred last season, so like they're trying to hit the brakes too. Yeah, yeah. You know, as we talk about the West and how tough it is, how much are you or how much should uh, other folks watching this team keep the West really in mind when we're thinking about growth, progress, win total, both in the both in the maybe they're maybe it's more difficult or maybe they navigate it well and it shows that they're maybe even further along. How much are you keeping that in mind, John? Yeah, I'm looking at it, you know, sort of like measuring sticks. How do they 
you know, compete against some of these teams that we just rattled off earlier. Some of those teams that we think are going to be some of the top four or five teams in the West. Um, and then also comparatively, when they go up against a Houston that has been rebuilding for a similar amount of time, um, you know, Houston was a trap for OKC last season. Uh, and, and then there was one game where they said enough, we're going to you know, beat the brakes off of them. Um, but you've got San Antonio that's waiting in the wings too. And, you know, it's going to be kind of a measuring stick, like how far uh, ahead of those teams are you? And all right, how, can, how do you compete against the Denvers and the Phoenixes and, you know, Golden States and those teams? And, uh, you know, can you bring it night after night? So, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a bear of a season, but there's a lot of things along the way that I think that they can take away from each matchup. For sure. Yeah. Hey, can we just for a sec, can we step back again and think about this West just to talk about the conference, how difficult it is. We've mm -hmm. been talking about this since you mentioned the first iteration of Thunder as a contender. We've been talking about it since then, John. Yeah. How is it possible that over a decade and now heading into two decades, the Western Conference is where the 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 you know top to you know down into 10, 11, 12 is so difficult. I, granted, the East has got some top-heavy teams. They've got some really good squads at the top, squads that have won titles. I get all that. But how has the West continued to be the place where teams are just so, so good from top on down? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And remember, uh, it used to be called the Leastern Conference when LeBron was playing for Cleveland or Miami. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people would discount like his accomplishments because he had a he had a pretty easy path to the finals and then the western conference teams just beat themselves up um i you know it's a combination of things i can point to just lottery luck falling more i think in the favor of some western conference teams along the way um you know you go back and think like what if charlotte had got the number one pick and got anthony davis the year that new orleans got him maybe that tilts things a little bit now charlotte's a different situation but that takes me to my next point about ownership um you know the the you know class of your organization i think you know plays a part in this as well and you know there's a lot of class organizations in the western conference and not only that, there's, you know, your destination markets, your LA, your the, the Bay Area, Houston is a is a sneaky destination market. Um and it's just the talent has just has just migrated west over time for a variety of we uh, of reasons. And sometimes it's, you know, um other teams want to compete against, you know, San Antonio or the Lakers or whatever. And so they build up their team to try and take them on. And it, it's drained a lot from the East over time. So uh, a whole lot of factors. And then the crazy thing too, Jenny, is you talk about that first Thunder run, the Lakers were not good during a good stretch of that time. And so like, you know, uh, while, uh, right. while we're talking about the cream of the crop in the West, the Lakers weren't even there for a lot of that. And, you know, uh, good luck duplicating that again. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem crazy. You know, and I think about now what we were talking about earlier with these superstars demanding trades, it feels like it's kind of become this snowball because you start to get good teams with great players and then more great players want to join them. I think that's become part of the equation of late, John. Oh yeah. No, uh, th these, these guys like company and, you know, just like we saw with, you know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, wanting someone to pair up with him to go to the LA Clippers and you got LeBron James going to the Lakers and recruiting Anthony Davis and, you know, 
recruiting other superstars along the way. That's that's been the thing for you know the past several years as well. So uh, there have been more of those headed west than in the east. Obviously, Miami did that with the big three, um, and then Cleveland did it when LeBron went there. But you know, for the most part, it's been you know in in the west, and that's what it's been all about. And you know, I I don't know if it's changing anytime soon, especially now that Wimbledon is going to be in the Western Conference. Yeah. Suddenly San Antonio becomes a destination. I just think everybody in yeah. the West was pleased that Damian Lillard went East. Get him out of the West, at least, you know, <laughs> yeah, have him right. go somewhere else. <laughs> have him be somebody else's problem. All right. Before yeah. we finish out, John, quick lightning round, sort of looking to the end of the year. We've talked about the Thunder a lot, but now let's go all big picture on this lightning round. Who wins the NBA title this year? Boring answer, Nuggets. Uh, I'm going to default to them for the uh, for now until I see something that uh, that changes my mind. I'm going to stick with the Nuggets. Hey, that's not a bad pick at all. What about MVP? Are you going back to Denver for that answer too? You know, MVP is very narrative based. Uh, Joel Embiid sort of, uh, I don't want to say like voters were like, fine, it's his turn. But it did feel like they were a little tired of voting for Jokic. I think maybe that fatigue may be over. Okay. All right. I said we were looking big picture, but I lied. Oh, I got a Shea question. Is Shea first team all NBA again this season? I'm going to say no. I have three reasons for it, and none of them have to do with like Shea becomes a worse player. Uh, one, all NBA teams are going to be positionless this coming season. Uh, two, there's a player participation policy that is going to encourage guys to suit up in order to become an all NBA player. And, you know, look at the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are still very excellent basketball players that if they play 65 plus games and the Clippers are really good, one of those guys could come in and take away a guard spot. And not to mention a guy like, you know, Devin Booker, who was not on an all NBA team last year, that if he plays the number of games, he's probably going to make it. Um, And then my other reason is that I wouldn't be surprised if Shea takes kind of a statistical step back just because, you know, Jalen Williams and Chet are going to are going to get their shine and Josh Giddy's going to, you know, ideally take a step forward. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen as well. And again, uh, now if the Thunder wind up as one of those hypothetical top four teams that could change things. But there's a lot of other factors around the league that that could push them down uh, into second or third team, which is still very excellent, by the way. Yeah, definitely so. Well, hey, John, this was awesome. Thanks for doing this. Enjoy your Christmas morning, <laughs> your Christmas <laughs> Yo, week. That's that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a great time. Thanks for having me, Jenny. You bet. Thanks to John. And thanks to all of you for joining the fun this week. If this was your first time hearing or watching the Jenny Carlson Show, be sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Did I mention that you need to subscribe? Yeah. Also, if you like what you hear, please leave a review. And remember, you can find all my work at selloutcrowd.com. And John's as well. We're there. All sorts of Thunder coverage as this season gets kicked off. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.